Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. We're having a good time. I'm sitting next to two of the amazing anglers on the Bass Trail right now. Uh, got Lee and I got Caleb next to me. Guys, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank Great you. Great having you. Uh, I, I want to, instead of just jumping right to you, Lee, I do want to talk about something. We've right. already hit on it. But you guys work together really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because on the MLF trail, they're like anti-working together. I'm like, right. yeah. I think they've changed the rules a little bit recently. But in the beginning, dude, we like I roomed with Ish a little bit fishing over there. Couldn't even talk to him. Dude, it was the most awkward thing. That's you know what I mean? So tough. Dude, we're, you're sitting in a room. You're both fish heads. Can't talk fishing. And we can't talk fishing. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know we can't we 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 can't talk about you know hey uh, man I had this caught this big five pounder. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about yeah, that's tough. that. That sucked. Anything. That's that tough. sucked. But you guys have a great working relationship. Yep. Talk a little bit more about that. Lee, talk talk about. Well, that. it's it's we're not just uh, you know a lot of people think oh they're just giving each other waypoints no. and everything. Yeah. That's not how it goes. Never. Down, you know. Sometimes. Never. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. you know sometimes it is. Okay. You know and a lot of it's hey if he shows up and says hey dude third day of practice I ain't caught a bass yeah guess what I'm gonna say hey. Go here, you're gonna survive, kind of right. deal, you yeah. know, like yep. we talked about, and that's happened a couple of times on on both of our sides, you right. know, not just him, me too. So you know, a lot of it's just you know, we'll call each other whatever it is, an hour in, five hours in, whatever it is, and say, hey man, I caught one on a buzz bait on a cypress tree, or hey, I caught one on the incoming tide, you know, in a canal, not in the pond, or, yeah. or stuff like that, just like the Sabine. Yep, we that ended up literally like fishing each other's water almost. Right. Some of it, you know, yeah. like we both had areas that we did good in like i was fishing taylor's and he was fishing the natchez and we both kind of said hey man i caught him here in the natchez i was here at like i I caught some fish in a pond in the natchez that i could just kind of barely get in through a canal that was sketch to get into went in there boom 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 but i was in there like high tide i think maybe or and you caught nothing else the rest of the day in the whole natchez basically <laughs> yeah i said hey man you need to go check this out in the morning because he was going to the natchez to the next one so just see what the deal is you know yeah. he went in there boom 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 well guess what he he goes in there same thing hey they're in here well i ended up going a different way to taylor's i had groups of fish over there he ended up using two of his groups of fish too that he gives me but he took what i've I told him and what he'd found and turned it into the fish had moved into the canal. He can tell you more about it. Yeah. Like the fish had moved or he couldn't catch it. The tide was different or whatever. And he turned it into his own deal, you know. So a lot of it's stuff like that, you know. Some of it we share exact spots. Some of it we just say, hey, man, you know. Yeah. Give me a percentage. How how many times has working together helped and how many times has it hurt? Because I I say that from experience because when I travel with John Cruz and Ish, we had the same exact thing you're talking about. We would share generals. We would talk about generals, yeah. Pattern, you know, like, hey, this area, you know, this no, is going we're, on. we're hardcore. But it's hurt <laughs> me before. We're it's hardcore on confidence. We we go the opposite ways 99% of the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we hardly ever see each other. If we see each other in the water, yeah. somebody like, ran out of gas. Like, seriously, we got to move. Like, we're not covering enough no, water. No, it, right. we're not covering, you know, like, we're usually 100 miles apart. Or, you know, doing something totally different. Right. But we're confident enough to tell each other this is exactly. going down, yeah. you know. So, it sounds like we're actually giving each other. We're fishing. We're, we're never not. fishing the same stuff ever. Ever. Yeah. There's a few times where, hey, man, I, you're fishing over there. You need to hit this kind of deal. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's really it's really laid back. Like, dude, like like he said, dude, people think we're, like, how, have you ever given a waypoint 
Yeah, but I've ever given we you probably a, have, but it's, it's nothing like, that's ever it's like, like paid off. It's not like know? that. You right. Know, it's just it's a pattern deal. Just yeah. Like you said. Yeah. It's hurt me before, though. It's, you know? it, I don't think it's, it's – It's hurt me because I, I – We like, both I, had bad events together. I mean, I'll, give you, I'll give you some specifics. <laughs> yeah, usually when we're sucking, we just suck. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll give you some specifics because, like, you know, I'd be rooming with Ish or whatever, and he'd be like, you know, every day he comes in from practice, he's catching them, you know. So right. I'd come back in from practice and like, man, I didn't get shit today. Like, you know, what's going on? Oh man, come on! They're biting a frog. You know, they're biting a frog. You got to find this kind of bank. Right. And then I feel like that's me and you every time. I would spend absolutely every I, time. Caleb's like, "Oh my god, I caught forty-five pounds before noon." I'm like, "All right, caught right, a fish." Right. <laughs> but then the problem is, right? Then I'm chasing Ish's fish, though, right? It's yes, like, I'm with you would, on that. He would say, "Hey, they're hitting a frog on this kind of bank." Then I would spend the next practice day doing that, the whole day. Yeah. and it drew me away from maybe Finding doing something deal. else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there are times when yeah. it could oh, mess no with No doubt about that. But you guys do it well. I think you got a good yeah. working relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, worked, it worked really good this year. Yeah. It did. Yeah. yeah. It did. If next year you, you guys both have shitty seasons, will you divorce each other? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just, like, just like Pickwick. <laughs> he could catch him behind the dam at Pickwick in that current, yeah. and I tried every day. Yeah. Every I mean, single day he Every was single going. day I Caleb, went up to that dam, and I tried, dam, and I could not catch them. <laughs> wow. and, and he just said, no, man, just stay up here. You Wait. know what's going to happen. I'm catching. I said, dude, no. <laughs> I can't catch him up here. I knew there was donks there. Wait, Whoa. Yeah. Gone that way. You know, see, so you got to know when to tell him no. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Lee, did you try? Did you try throwing an anchor up there? Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> you know about that? Did that, did that work, Lee? That, I, this is another story that I have to tell. Yeah, I can't let anybody <laughs> mess this and up. An anchor. Your cameraman can tell it. He almost died. Nobody almost died. Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, almost, I like didn't tie it off. A physical anchor? No doubt. Thirty-five pounds. Like old school? Like I was J two. All right, no, so yeah, they're rolling two hundred. Thousand mushroom anchor or claw mushroom anchor? anchor. The, Not the like mushroom. a claw. Yeah, yeah, like, like this is one that's gonna like come free. Okay, but it's a heavy one. I thought like, it had a three yeah. claw. Thir- yeah, it like the tattoo. It was a three claw. It was a three claw. It was a twenty-five pound three claw. But wait, but wait, it, it was, was a twenty-five claw. Twenty-five pound three claw. We bought Hang at Walmart. On. I gotta <laughs> set the mood on this. <laughs> I told him. I told him to buy two of them. So the rain's coming. The rain's coming. Tornado. The rain's coming. Tornado. It's the last day of practice. They open up two gates. We watch, I watch them. I said, Lee, you might want to get up here, dude. They just opened up gates, and the water started rolling. Had two big bites right off the bat. I'm like, probably where I'm going to be. I already knew I was where I was going to kind of be. Yeah. This guy will be. Anyway, long story short, catching half-ass decent day one. Day two, I bomb a swim bait in the white stuff. Like, I'm as far as my trolling motor get me in the white rapids. Bomb a chartreuse swim bait in there. Four-pound smallmouth. I'm like. Oh my God! I gotta get closer. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like they are where yeah. there's the mother load right there, and I yeah. just can't get to them. Yeah. <laughs> so man, uh, I'm like uh, my wheels are turning. I'm like my trolling motor's on ten, and I'm just like, I'm just uh, man. If I just had an anchor, I could just throw out and just you know, I'll catch them. <laughs> Catch <laughs> him! Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> my, like, my exact words were: "You better buy two. That's all you said. Don't even say anything I different. Said, you're gonna die. <laughs> no, you never said that. You never said that. Billion percent. You never you're said Wait, that you're one gonna, time. You're gonna buy two, or you're gonna die. He said. Two he he said you better buy two anchors. <laughs> that was it. That's all he ever said. I'll never. Well, he just grabbed one. I said, "You're probably gonna want to buy two of those." <laughs> 
Oh my god. So you gotta realize in Louisiana we've never thrown an anchor in current. <laughs> you don't need to anchor, everything's two foot. Exactly. I did tell him he was gonna die. Nope, you never said it. I will never you thought let you, it. I will never give you that one. You never said, said it. it. Hundo. Uh, like Lots dude, we we're about to blast off that morning. I got it in my mind, dude. I'm tying up a, about a thirty five foot rope on the anchor, put it in that back box. And I told my camera guy, Brian, I'm like, <laughs> Brian, should have known right there, bro. <laughs> Brian, bro, dude, Brian's like, I'm down, bro. Uh-huh. Let's get it. Brian's always down, but rolled <laughs> off. Like, wow. So I go and fish some stuff, but dude, like the whole morning, I'm like talking myself into this. Like, that water is whitewater rapids coming over oh, the stage. Yeah. They're like, like bad. Like, very bad. Yeah. Like, you can't hear hardly. It was very loud. Right. Oh, yeah. Bad. And I'm like, man. <laughs> and he goes, so when we doing this anchor stuff, I'm like, God, dog, you didn't talk me into it. <laughs> Ripped my, my trolling motor, took all my rods, I put them on one side, put the anchor on the front side. And I'm like, all right. I get up there, and I'm like doing like six or seven, and I'm just holding still in one spot. Whoa, with the outboard? With the outboard. Whoa. I'm like, this may or, not be, may, 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 or may not be a good idea, but I'm too committed now. <laughs> so I get up there on the front deck, kill my engine, jump up on the front deck, and instead of throwing it out there like I probably should have, I drop it straight down. Okay? So what that happens is I got to let some line out yeah. for my boat, for yeah. the anchor to catch. Get that steam. I should have threw it. All right? That's where I knew I messed up. <laughs> it starts ticking the bottom. And before I realize it, my boat's going five mile an hour backwards uh-huh. already. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Bouncing on the bottom and then it bites. And it's not tied off or nothing but shit, the ropes on my hands. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't tied off. off. We had, right. had a DT21. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your boat is. 21 Express. DT. <laughs> DT21. Dip the nose. DT21. Dude, that thing bit. When that thing bit. There was no man on this earth that could have helped me. <laughs> 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 went, and I just stood up. Brian was like, what happened? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> my engine broke off the next spot. <laughs> wow. Still got the burn marks on your head? Yeah, you say, oh, I, I about ripped my finger off. Yep, like, that's seriously, crazy. Took, took my knuckle off my finger. It was... Uh, dude, how many anchors? But dude, how, how many 25-pound claw anchors do you think are up there? A lot. Dudes that did the same thing. A lot. Mm. God. Dude, if I would have never caught... Dude, I'm telling you, I was as far as I could go, and I bombed that white swim... That sharp through swim bait back in the white... I don't even know how that fish saw it. I had to... <laughs> Seriously, straight up, just hit him in the uh, head. And he just, I'm like, I gotta oh get closer. Man. A mega school up there because I caught him in the blowhole in practice. Yeah, and then there was no blowhole that you could get to. Yeah, so like, I might go back to Pickwick one day. Man. Don't drop an anchor in the rapids. Don't try. That's that's the story. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Thanks uh, for that. Thanks for that. That was that's a great really, story. That was you. That, you did that. Uh, <laughs> no. I think, no. I think uh, your cameraman told him or something. No. No. no it was I Brian. Brian chimed in on the IM and yeah, gave us that one. Yeah, B2. Uh, Lee, I want to corner you on something, which is um, you've, been, you've had the uncanny ability to close big wins. Uh, I, you got to talk about <coughs> that on here because we've got a lot of people watching this want to learn how to close big tournaments, right? And that's a hard <laughs> thing to do. That's a hard thing to do, dude. Very hard. I've been, I've like, been dude. in, I've been in that position a lot where you're sniffing on that last day, mm-hmm. 
and you can't close. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Very. You're really good at doing it. Talk about that because I want to hear it. A lot of people want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a certain thing I can tell them. You know, yeah. that's just a confidence deal and, and whether it's timing or 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 like Polonick says, you know, it's something you can't stop. Yeah. That's what he told me the day before. Like, it was different at Chick. Like, Chick, I felt it. Yeah. Like a feeling I never felt. And I've been all over the top ten multiple times and one fish away from winning, one bite away, just like Caleb. Uh, and just I had a different feeling in that tournament, like 100% honest. Like I knew, the second day I knew I was going to win. I was telling everybody, and I never tell any. I was like, this one's different. I feel like I'm going to win it, you know, and it just whether it was – I don't know. That's 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 a hard one to say. It really is. Yeah. It's it's a confidence thing on my end, one hundred percent confidence deal, yeah. and keeping the right baits in, in your hand to to win. You right. know, baits that you have confidence. In, right, like the utmost right. confidence. Right, right. Yeah. Even and uh, and I want to bring Patrick Patrick Walters into this because he has one, and he is going to be one of the best fishermen ever at the end of the at the end of his career. Yeah. But I saw Patrick, uh, you know, after our fork event this year that I won. He was doing the same deal I was, big top water, big yeah. big glide baits and stuff. But I saw the live coverage afterwards, about you know halfway through the day, kind of when I switched areas. We were in this kind of same area. I saw him like kind of live scoping around some some docks and skipping a wacky worm. It's not, it's not the deal. Yeah, you, know, you might get lucky and catch an eight pounder. And I'm not talking about Patrick. You know, bad yeah. at all. He, he'll he'll agree with that. Like when I saw that, I said, okay. Patrick wasn't confident enough to keep throwing that that top water mm. and that swim bait the mm. rest of the day looking for that one or two bites right. because he just didn't know you know that wasn't his Santee Cooper or, or or whatever clicked in his mind. Right. So I think a lot of it's just being confident, confident and and keeping the right baits in your hand. Yeah, just like I did the frog at Chickamauga, never put it down. Yeah, I didn't go throw a jig on a bluff. I didn't yeah. go throw a top water or a fluke or whatever. I knew I was going to get bit by the right fish eventually, and, yeah. and I did. You know, you don't get that one bite whether they stay on or not. You know, that's that's Polonix's destiny. He talks about you yeah. know, and uh, it's just it's a confidence deal for sure. That yeah. that's a hard one to uh, to talk about. Some people, some anglers have that their whole life. Guys like Wheeler, dude, they he's won Close. since he was eighteen. Yeah. Just Close. I don't have that. I didn't have it, but it's it's getting there. Yeah. You know, in my head, and that's the confidence. You yeah. know. So it's it's something that kind of evolves, whether it's mental or 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 yeah. whatever. I I don't know. Well, you, you know? definitely have you have the confidence. You can see the confidence. Yeah. And, and Riz, I I put you on the spot about this. Confidence is an important thing yeah. when when you're fishing. Has how has guiding, how has Lake Fork, how has all that stuff built your confidence level? It's it's made me very malleable, not just as an angler, but as a person too. Yeah. With sponsors. Top to bottom, everything. But it, right. it's taught me, you know, hey, you know, if this ain't working, go do this. You yeah. know, if that ain't working, go do that. You know, you're going to catch them, dude. Just keep what you want in your hand and, and do the right thing. Yeah. If it doesn't happen at the end of the day, who cares? You right. know, and it's just kind of just like Champlain. I made the wrong decision there in our top. We both topped in the other day at Champlain uh, three weeks ago, and I went and did some stupid shit. Went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I asked myself. <laughs> I did too. Like, tried to print. Pull some King Kong stuff. I'm going to go where I've never been, you know. That's one of the first things that go, goes through my head. Like, if I'm not catching, I'm like, am I doing dumb shit or yeah. am I just not catching? I was bites? doing dumb yeah. shit that day, yeah. you know. Throw, throw a mag draft? Yeah. No, I didn't throw a mag, mag draft. draft in muddy water. <laughs> didn't throw a mag draft, Brian. Carolina rig, a mag draft. Yeah. Uh, I, this might be a great segue, though, speaking of confidence. Yeah. Because um, it, it's a hard thing for a lot of anglers, even for me. 
all these years doing it, I still have days where I, I don't have confidence in, in my fishing and yeah. what I'm doing. I'm with you on that. Um, Amazing. But what I saw this year from this guy coming on was the utmost confidence in everything he did every day. And uh, I want to join, uh, welcome him on Ike Live, uh, the reigning Angler of the Year. Man, that never gets old saying that. Right. Reigning BASS Angler of the Year, Seth Fighter. Join yeah. On Ike Live. Seth! Oh, boys. How you doing tonight? Doing good. All right. Listen, first of all, we need to catch up. Where you at? What you been up to? Talk to me. Uh, I'm in, at home in the basement now at a really big party last night at the local bar. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, VFW? Pretty, pretty rough day. Uh, it's called the Double Wide. It's literally oh, that's even, even better. better. <laughs> <Yeah>. Even better. <laughs> it's a spot. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, yeah, a lot of cars there this morning when I went and got my truck. <laughs> that's awesome. Started up pretty good. I think we got to bed about 4.30 and yeah, I'm feeling it now, but. It, it was fun. Got all the boys together, all the guys I grew up, you know, fishing team tournaments against and stuff. And we got together at the bar and had a party, did some shots out of the trophy. And yeah, yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats. Oh, yeah. That that Thank almost you. that almost is more worth it than anything. The ability to share the win with your buddies, right? To celebrate with your mm -hmm. friends. Both That's show. a great thing. We weren't there, but we were up with you, man. Yeah, we were yeah, we were all up with you. <laughs> <I'm> sharking. <laughs> we were up sharking. Sharking. Seth, I want to put you on the spot with, with something. Uh, I've talked to several people, including Ken Duke, who is he's the utmost most not would you say he's the most knowledgeable guy, Brian, uh, in bass fishing and all bass fishing? He is, right? On, on indubitably, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Um, and from talking to everybody, the word is that this is the best season that anyone's ever had in modern BASS fishing times. That's got to feel good. That's yeah. got to feel good. It, and it really is. Like for for me watching it, I got to sit out this year and watch it. I think you did have the best bass fishing season in modern times. How how does it feel? I mean, has it soaked in yet? Because that's a that's a hard hard thing to swallow. You know, it's a hard hard thing to say. Look back and say, "Holy shit, I did! I had one of the best bass fishing seasons in history in modern times." That's that's amazing. Has it sunk in? Uh not quite. I don't think. Um, the AOI starting too, but the rest of it not so much yet. It, it took a while. You know, it doesn't it doesn't hit you right away. It, you know, it was really tough. I was driving home from st lawrence that it really started to sink in yeah. and um you know that's something that just kind of keeps dripping in as time goes on you know yeah well we right before you came on seth we were talking about confidence and for me watching getting to watch you this year and and see you each tournament i saw confidence i saw a lot of confidence in what you were doing tell us tell us about that because we heard from lee about it i want to hear it from you how did you how did you get to that point where you felt like everything you were doing was right? Every bait you were picking up was right. How did you get to that point? Well, that, that's just from the beginning of the, as soon as you start fishing, you know, just built up over the years and stuff. And I used to suck down South and, you know, I was always questioning, you know, what I was doing and I have to like refish through areas with different baits just cause I didn't know what, you know, I wasn't confident that I was covering the water. Right. You know what I right. mean? And now I'm starting to, get a lot more confident down south not quite to the point like when we go to like a champlain or something like that but yeah. uh 
definitely a lot better. I know, like, I used to try to complicate it too much and, oh, this is a bait I got to throw. This is what all the locals catch them on, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I realistically, there's a dozen baits I throw that I feel good about, I'm confident in, and I know they'll catch bass down south and um, just kind of fish my... The thing I noticed most about this year is, like, I fish how I wanted to fish every single event versus, you know... yeah doing what should be the deal on paper. You know, you look at a certain tournament and a certain place at a certain date and you're like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, like Gunnersville, for example, that should have been a full on ledge tournament. Yeah. Like, yeah. No doubt. Big yeah. crank spoons, swim baits, all that crap. I get there the first hour or two I'm there. Um, so I noticed there was quite a bit more milfoil than I'd ever seen in the lake, picked up a flipping stick and it wasn't my best finish, but, um, I had a good finish. I flipped grass the entire time instead of, you know, chasing around beat up ledge schools with a drop shot or a yeah. net rig or spoon or however you could catch a couple of them out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to fish all by myself, you know, didn't see another boat, had all my areas to myself and fished exactly how I wanted to versus, you know, playing musical chairs on, you know, half a dozen ledge spots, hoping they fire when you get there, you know? Yeah. What I, I the, the thing I'm curious about Seth and I, t we talked uh, earlier with Caleb about it is I got to watch you from the beginning, from your rookie season. I got to watch you on the water through media events with Rapala. I've got to watch you uh, in this evolution. We call it the evolution of Seth, right? How did you get to this point? Cause we've got dude, a lot of young anglers are watching this. They're going to watch it. They're watching it live. They're going to watch the replay, and they're saying, holy shit, I want to be this guy. I want, they want to be you. How did you get to that point? Because your early career in bass, you weren't making those same decisions. You didn't have that same confidence. How did you get to this point? Uh, I think a lot of it's just time on the water, being a lot more comfortable. Yeah. You know, when I yeah. started out, I was super. it's super intimidating, you know, right. just – little bass bum from Minnesota, you make it through the opens and then, you know, you pull up to your first blast off and you're there, Hackney's there, Kevin Van Dam's on one side. It's like, holy shit. Yep. Like these, you know, these guys are the best in the world. And like, you know, that confidence kind of just, you know, the first two seasons sucked for sure. And then at the end of it, I had that little spark and ever since then confidence been up and then just a lot of time on the water down south you know all those reservoirs tidal rivers and all that stuff it's yeah. like I, we don't have that around the house so it's all new to me and uh you know the more time i spend down there and fish it i get a little more confident and then you know also getting more confident in my abilities and setting really high goals you know yeah i know paul nick talked about it that one year he won angler of the year his i mean i know it's super unrealistic but his goal was to win every tournament that year right and my goal had always been to win a tournament, you yeah. know, or before that, the first couple of years, it was to get 50th place, you know, get right. you a 10 grand check. That was the goal. And now this year I set out, I said, I knew it was, you know, never going to happen and unrealistic, but my goal this year was to win three tournaments. Obviously we didn't win any, but, um, it's, you know, shoot for the star or shoot for the moon, aim for the moon, land in the stars kind of deal. You know, you're yeah. going to hit right, hit right where you aim, but um you know just setting unobtainable you know goals that seem astronomical and crazy and trying to do that and then you end up doing something really good you yeah. know yeah yeah has uh, and i'm curious this is a question for me has the way you approached practice changed 
as your career has evolved? And yeah, if it absolutely. has, tell us about how it's changed. A ton. Like I used to like want to see like the entire leg, um, you know, really. And it really just gets you in trouble in practice. Cause you know, you spend one day on the upper end, one day in the middle, one day on the bottom. And it's like, you got a couple good spots on the upper end, a couple good spots yeah. in the middle, a couple at the bottom. And then it's like, you're going to spend half your day running trying to fish all that stuff. And now I kind of just pick a section of the lake. I think fits me the best. Um, and really uh, now I spend like all three days of my practice kind of in, uh, you know, a third or a half or a quarter of the lake, whatever it may be just to try to get, you know, I want like 20 good spots I can fish in one day or right. maybe not good spots, but it had a bite here or something, you know, that looked good. I'd go through that again, kind of deal. And, yeah. And then also like not getting fit doesn't bother me near as much as it used to. Like I used to, and looking back, like a couple of the tournaments where I've had like the best practices where it's like, I'm going to smash them end up being really bad tournaments. And a lot of the tournaments that I've had really good results that I've had pretty mediocre practices, you know, a couple bites in one area, like it's kind of all I got. I'm going to stay in there all day and make it work. And, you know, like learning the areas during the tournament more so than like really trying to like practice everything in an area, you know, if you go on like one little Creek arm and you flip every lay down on every dock and um, you really get stuck in, into what happened in practice. You know what I mean? It's like, I got yeah. bit on that dock. And I got bit on that dock and like you go there and you pull up and you fish that dock and you don't get a bite. And it's like, you fly to the next one where you had a bite, you shook off or whatever, try to catch that. Don't get it. And it's like, well, you know, maybe it's not as sunny as it was the other day. Now they're just on these laydowns in between the docks Yeah. where if you just get in an area that you like, and you know, you've committed, you're going to fish in there, you fish it with more of an open mind. And like, you know, you might catch one on like a square bill, just going down the bank versus, you know, trying to go back to every bite you had and um it just changes too much to like count on like exact spots um especially down south it seems like like up north a little more consistent i think but yeah um, you get on them reservoirs down south those fish just get too much pressure to just Smart. yeah yeah now sit i sit on one lay down for a week you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> they have an apartment there for yeah. a, a week sublet for a week uh Seth, I, I want to make sure I say this in, in the right way, which is I've heard from other people, and I would even agree to this in, in, in a little bit, that you're a simple angler. And th let me explain that. Let me s explain that. Agreed. There are guys that have the best electronics, and they study maps, and they have 50 rods on the deck, and the latest techniques and these alterations and to me you're you're more of a natural fisherman you know just a more simple angler like a dumbed down version of the best angler in the world would you agree with that w would you agree yeah, with that analogy about you absolutely i think there's a lot of truth to that um i think you saw that this year with the aoi race it was I'm not that old, but I feel like I'm kind of an old school fisherman versus, you know, Walters. He was kind of the guy I was duking it out with all year, you know. Yeah. He's got his head glued to the graph, staring at pan optics 24-7, <laughs> like yeah. chasing fish around. And, like, I pretty much did all my work with, you know, a pair of sunglasses, a trolling motor, and, a, you know, a flipping stick. And I 
I keep things simple. I don't. There was multiple you know, times this year when I saw Seth fish in a spot. Yeah. That he did good off of different tournaments where yeah. I just said, oh my God, why didn't I fish that? Yeah. It's not saying it's obvious, but like stuff that I knew or stuff that yeah. they should have been on that he did really good off of that right. I just never even looked at. So. Right. Yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of visual stuff, you know, not not a little rock or something I found with my side skating way out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Just like, you know, obvious stuff I've seen with my eyes, you know, running down the river. Oh, that looks good. Like, you got to look. Look at the bank. You got to look at the angle of the bank. You got to yeah. look at the rock on the bank. Yeah. You know, so, stuff like that. So you're not talking about, like, pre-tournament visualizations? No, you're talking about no, what you see on the riding down the... Right, what, right. Yeah. Okay, just not the other kind of visuals, you know, throwing three pompadours, that kind of... <laughs> visualizing where the fish may be or something. Oh, no. No, no. That's no, probably like Logan Martin or something. It's different. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I think the trend now with all the technology like everybody wants to fish offshore like i feel like ledge fishing's about dead um yep. on the tennessee river and stuff just because everyone can find those fish so easy and like the bank's becoming a lot less pressured you know what i mean there's always going to be fish on the bank and as far as like keeping it simple yeah i don't have like i think all that other stuff just makes it it's more stuff to think about you know what i mean i got three colors of baits in my boat and that's it i'm not Oh, you gotta have this flake or this little yeah. strand yeah. of this. It's dude, it's a white jig, a black and blue jig, and a green pumpkin jig. Yeah. Like that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. If the water's right for that color, you throw that. I mean, yeah. just. Yeah. So it it's it's possible then to overthink fishing, right, Seth? Like you can overthink stuff. I think so, but then you see other guys, you know, like Aaron Martin's. I mean, he's crazy, really. I mean, top ten fishermen in the world, and he's like the opposite of that you know what yeah. i mean he's counting strands in his skirt <laughs> flakes yeah. and his worm and stuff so yeah. i mean there's i think that gives you some confidence if it's like oh i have this color and no one else has it but for me it doesn't work it just confuses me it's like oh i you know i flipped green pumpkin blue flake in there mm -hmm. if i would have flipped green pumpkin green flake i would have got a bite like yeah. no it is like, true that you are picky about your plastics though you don't like bent plastics no, oh no, I hate that. <laughs> you don't mess with that's, bent plastic. That's why I throw away so much stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me remind everybody watching. Uh, we got a brand new Ike Live tonight. If you have any questions or comments, if you got questions for Seth, please hit us up. Riz is over here on the IMs, manning it. Riz, what you got for us right now? Yeah. Uh, Can't hear you. Hold on. Can't hear you. Bry, I'll see Bartlett <laughs> over there, Mike. Right. See Bartlett <laughs> wants to know, uh, Seth. Was there anything different you did this year as far as? Um, knowing when to put certain baits down um, and going back to work, what works really well for you. Like, was there a specific thing you did to keep yourself in your comfort zone while you were fishing? Oh, yeah. I just simplified my options. I didn't have anything on the deck that I wasn't super confident in. Didn't have anything in my boat that I wasn't, you know. Like I said, I pretty much fished the whole year on a dozen baits. And, um, you know, limited. I, I didn't have the options in the boat to do anything different. But... Um, as far as like picking up a rod at the right time, that just, that's just kind of comes with time on the water and just fishing the cover as it comes, you know, versus, you know, locking one thing in your hand, you know? And, uh, Anthony Geist wants to know after your recent AOY win, have you been reached out to yet by herbal essences possibly for, uh, for <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I got no shampoo deals. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's, that's coming next. The shampoo deal probably next. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Wawa Hoagie Lady wants to know, 
Does your hair need a perm or is it just so naturally luscious and flowing? Oh, it needs a lot of work. It's it's uh, it's pretty ratty back there. <laughs> oh, pretty randy. I don't know. I, I, I get some dreadlocks, so I got that going every once in a while. But yeah, if you got long hair, you pretty much have to either wear a hood or a ponytail when you run or you'll straight up have dreadlocks at the end of the day. <laughs> Dude, you look dope in dreadlocks. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Now, I, I got to tell you, so Seth, we uh, Brian and I and Riz, the whole the whole crew here, huge fans of Bass and the Elites, and we got to watch you all year, and we follow your social media. We got to watch that the whole year as you competed. And more than your success on the water, what made Brian and I more happy was your social media post throughout the year that every day you had a decent day and you had to do it again tomorrow. I, I swear, like every time every time that would pop up, if me and Bri were together, we would just start smiling and you would make us happy. So I don't know if that was your idea or if it was your wife's or if you have it's a genius social media coordinator. But thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those amazing posts all year. Keeping it simple, man. Yeah, keeping it yeah, simple. No problem, yeah. You had a lot That's of decent just... days. So. <laughs> yeah. Decent bag, got to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> See you out there, guys. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. just, I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it worked. It was great. Oh, yeah, it, it works. It don't, made me super happy. Do not change it. Now, did you get, you had, I, I bet you, I, I would say, did Seth have a camera guy in his boat more than anybody this year? Everybody. like every More than day, everybody. Every single day. He's like, oh, Seth got a camera guy. Okay. Did, to. How many days you had DK this year? Um, I think it was like 19 days, I think. Oh, wow. wow. That's impressive. That says wow. something, I mean. Leading AOI, catching them that good in the tournament to have a yeah. camera boat, dude. Yeah, 19 out of 36 days, pretty much. Wow. Yep. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> now, did, w was was That's EK with you every time, or did you have different camera guys? I uh, pretty much had EK the whole time. One tournament, he was having some health issues, so um, I had another guy fell in. Actually, two different tournaments, I had a different guy, but I think one of them, because they don't like switching, you know, if you get a guy that starts with EK and then yeah. – uh, mm -hmm with him the whole time i think i had jake uh one time jake. and another guy that's a good set like the first tournament of the year but yeah jake's awesome cameraman too mm -hmm. bk is a lot of fun i like russ too jake jake from state farm or jake lynch yes jake from colorado dude jake have a, his camera going right yeah. here his cell phone right here a gopro off his foot wow <laughs> straight up <laughs> while you're catching the bass wow the yeah. and posting it on his instagram before you even realize Jake's what got the skill. He's like a game rooster. Uh, insane he is a He's game legit. Rooster. Yeah. He is insane legit. Insane skills. Yeah. Now, Seth, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Did EK win cameraman of the year? He should have. That's what Richard Dick Duckett wants to know. He's not ready okay. to the AOI version of cameraman of the year. He's not ready to E for everyone. <laughs> It'll get you in trouble too. It'll get you in trouble. Well, classic, well. like you said. <laughs> That's who we should have called. We should have called Matt. Why? Tonight. Why would not call Matt? Why do we not call Matt? Like you said, Seth's still laughing over there. <laughs> now, Seth, I know I've asked you this before, but I want to ask you this again. And remember, this is Ike Live. You got to tell the truth. That's the only rule in this whole show. Um, <laughs> when the whole MLF thing happened. You were very adamant about uh, 
about staying with bass. And we, we actually, I remember, you know, back when all that was gone down, we had some honest conversations. I tried to shoot you straight, and you made a decision to stay at bass. That was an amazing decision for you. Do you look back and have any regrets <laughs> about not going over there at all, or is that not even a thought at this point? No, absolutely not. <laughs> decision I ever made in my life. Like, I couldn't imagine what yeah. my life would be like if I would have made that. Like, I'd probably be in the opens just every day wondering why I made that terrible decision. <laughs> like, like, the yeah. opens are tough, man. Like, I want no part of that. Like, I know yeah. I had a good year this year, but, like, there ain't no guarantees over there. It's three tournaments, and I mean, you have one bad day, you're done. It's like, yeah. dude, I, I want, I want no part of being back bass. in the opens. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, yeah. I have it's a hard enough time catching five bass. When you tell me I go catch thirty to do good over yeah. there, yeah, <laughs> or maybe forty. Forty. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like seriously, that's that's tough. Yeah. I feel it's that. a different game. It's, it's a almost, game. almost like a different game. It is a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. Well, I can tell you, I think you made a, a great decision, yep. Seth, uh, with staying with Bass. And, um, you know, the AOY title is something that not a lot of people have. Uh, it's it's very prestigious. And it I can tell you the one thing it does, and, and this is another hard thing that, you, you know, you got to grasp. It's hard, which is this solidifies your place in professional bass fishing. Mm. When you were a kid, did you ever dream about winning an AOY or a Classic? Was that ever a dream for you? Yeah, more so a Classic. I mean, that's kind of the one you always dream about winning. I never really thought much about winning AOI. I never really thought I was the caliber of angler to do it until, you know, like maybe halfway through this year, it started to become a reality. But, yeah, I yeah. think we've, I think growing up, like, the dream was always to win the Classic. That was always the big uh, – Yeah. That's the only thing I ever envisioned, you know, when yeah. I was a little kid or whatever, grabbing that trophy and seeing the confetti fall and all that. But yeah. um, the AOI is no doubt harder to win, in my opinion, yeah. just because the classic's three days. You get on some good stuff, you can win it. But, um, you know, I kind of always dreamed more about classic wins than uh, yeah. an AOI win. But, yeah, no, super happy to have it. I mean, that's... Something never take away from me, you know. Yeah, well, it it does solidify your place in bass fishing. Uh, I know it's going to change your career and life in the long term, but talk to us about the short term. Has has anything changed in the short term for you and the family? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm super busy the last couple of weeks and stuff with the sponsor game. Like, yeah, it got really good after that. I mean, you can. Mm. I'd always kind of never really like ask for raises and kind of. Just let them what, do what they were going to do with me or whatever. But now I kind of got in the position where it was like, time to pay up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. No doubt. As it should be. And, and what a great time to ask for a raise. They've never sold more fucking fishing tackle Ever than had. in the last 12 to 24 <laughs> months. So they're making a lot yeah. of money. So it's a good time to ask for a raise. Uh yeah. And you do a great job for all your sponsors, Seth. I got to tell you, you do a really, you do a really good job. Decent, decent job. Decent, decent, decent job. Yeah. Decent day. Got to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> got to do it again tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> decent, decent, decent year. Do it again. <laughs> uh, there's one thing I want to point out, and I, I, I gotta point this out because I think it's a success story. And whether you did it on in, on purpose or not, I don't even care. 
but I want our viewers and li listeners to, to know this, which is in this sport, having a brand is very important, yeah. right? It's very important to mm -hmm. have a brand and separate yourself from the other millions of guys trying to do this. And you've created a brand that is very authentic to who you are because it is who you are, right? Your brand <laughs> yeah. is you, and the best brands are real and authentic. Right. Is that something you worked on, Seth, or did you just say, look, this is fucking me, I'm doing what I do, and did the brand create itself, or did you plan all this out on paper years no, and years ago? No, and actually I probably tried harder to, like, not be myself like first couple of years you know yeah. trying to be your yeah quintessential southern fast pro um and you know kind of clean cut doing everything the way you're supposed to do it or whatever yeah. being the nice guy and whatnot and um yeah kind of just said fuck it <laughs> I, mean, I, yes. thought, I thought i was out you know i like i mean before that whole malax deal like i didn't think i was gonna be fishing the elite series the next year so um yeah, and then I, when I started being myself, it just kind of happened. It, it wasn't strategic or anything yeah. that went that way. But then, you know, it just kind of did its own thing. But I think, you know, the first two years, I was going out of my way to not be myself. And yeah. That was probably the worst thing I could have done. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I think a lot of people can. And I think it's, it's great that, you know, you've developed into a brand that's authentic and who, who is actually you. I could actually pinpoint it. You want me to pinpoint it? to a day where I felt like your brand stood out from everyone else. I'll pinpoint it to a day, a time, and a line that you said. And I can't remember the exact year, but I was fishing. Bass that year had a last chance tournament. And it was up on, you were doing commentating. Do you remember that, Seth? Yeah, it was up, up in up Minnesota. Up yep. And I was actually, uh, I, I fished that event. can't remember. I was trying to make the I was trying to make something that year, classic or something. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. And I was there, and one of, it wasn't a day that I fished, but I was watching the commentary, and you were commentating, and you were just being yourself and being very authentic. This was all live, and you said, balls deep. <laughs> live. <laughs> Seth, at that very moment, Switched. I knew, I, to me, that was the moment that defined your brand. And I said, holy shit, <laughs> this is all going to happen for Seth. And th I mean, as you said it, I was like, it's all going to happen. You remember that? I do. Yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think Ish was like hooked one in the reeds or something. He was like, <laughs> digging up to his armpits to like get it. And then Mercer's like, if you had one hooked up and the classic was on the line, how deep? I mean, he set me up for it. Yeah. He's like, how deep would you go in the water? And I, was, I mean, there's only one answer. Like, <laughs> deep. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Then ESPN called like two minutes later and informed us that you cannot say balls deep. <laughs> no. Uh, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. That's awesome. Hell you yeah. should be able to say that on ESPN. There's nothing wrong with that. Damn. I mean, right. sports I channel. So. It's only natural. Yeah. You could be talking about any basketball, kind of ball. Ball deep. Yeah. Basketball, deep golf ball. ball. I mean, yeah, it's all about balls. Yeah. Same sports. I'm with you on it. Yeah. I'm with you on it, Seth. Yeah. Had your back. Yeah. Good I job, Seth. I got a question from uh, <laughs> YouTube. Scott Easel wants to... What, what, what was it, Rich? Uh, Scott Easel. Scott, Scott Easel wants us to want you to tell about uh, your boy Matt Robertson's math skills. <laughs> and his amazing yeah. skills in his head. 
He's like amazingly smart for how dumb he looks. <laughs> 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 yeah, like uh, like crazy good at math. Um, yeah, I remember one time he was like, I don't know, something was going on, and he had to write an email, and I'm like. It was important. It was about like a sponsoring. He's like, no, I'm a really good writer. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finally, he writes the email and read it back to me. And I'm like, it sounded like a college professor. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like words I've met, like I would pay money. Like, like I, I would bet money that he didn't know the definition wow. to he was using he and stuff. Right yeah. Guy, he's yeah. like, yeah, he's like sneaky smart for how dummy sounds and looks. Now Matt's smart. Yeah. Matt's legit. Yeah. That's that funny. Guy. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, um, so is anybody checking his math, or is he just barting out answers? But I don't think everybody. I think uh, everybody's too scared to second guess him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah I'm not smart not enough. Because I mean, like, if you come with confidence or something, you can. They might yeah. be selling it. I mean, he's throwing out decimal points and stuff. I just I mean, start <laughs> rattling off that number. It sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Divided by pi, you know. All right, uh, Seth. I'm checking the Instagram. We've got one coming through from Bob Ott. And Baba wants to know, Seth, would you ever cut off your hair? And does your hair give you power? Uh, absolutely gives me power. Will never. I mean, I trim it, but it's always going to be long. Like, yeah. And that kind of started with a weird superstition, like back in the just fishing the team stuff around the house. I always like buzz my head in the winter, and then just never cut my hair throughout the entire fishing season. It seemed like, you know, kind of. Uh, august september october i'd start having better tournaments and stuff so i always caught them better with long hair and now i don't start short i just keep it long the whole time I, yeah no mustache and no long hair i won't catch anything <laughs> yeah, double zeros man you gotta you gotta see now i would be worried that like my competition would come into the hotel room or whatever at night and you wake up with no hair you wake up shaving Maybe they'd yeah. roof you and then shave all the shit off. That yeah. would be bad. Speaking yeah, of shaving yeah. your head, is is Travis Lejeune wants to know, is Mark Zona now your primary barber? Ooh. No, Mark Zona's not allowed anywhere near my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I had a little, I had a couple rough tournaments after he scalped me. Um, oh, that's, that's pretty bad. So, uh, that's that's yeah. pretty bad. Oh. Yeah, like he didn't even do a good job. No, no, it was hard. It took me like yeah. straight yeah. up hours to job. clean it out. There'd just be like he like buzzed it, but like every inch there'd be like a full long hair. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like go back and trim. It was like yeah, he pretty much it, jackass yeah. you. Remember jackass? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he's the worst haircutter on planet. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth, this is another question for me. A lot of times when you win something like this, like it, it, for me it was, you know, when I won Angler of the Year Classic, you, you've accomplished these goals that you have. You say to yourself, what's next? You know, and I'm sure a lot of people are asking that as well. What, what is next? What's next for you? And what, what, do you, what are your goals now leading into the next season? Um, same as always. I want to win a, a regular season elite event. I got – Two, but they're both AOI tournaments, which are kind yeah. of BS tournaments. You know, they're not the same deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd want to win a classic always. And then, I mean, another AOI would be really, really cool. I mean, those are the goals now. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They're good goals. They're good goals. I am curious, too. We talked a little earlier about you guys got to vote on whether the field gets lowered this year 
whether it stays. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Do you want to weigh in on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're trying to cut the field down a little bit. Like I, I, I get their side of it. You know, it, you get more exposure per angler with a smaller field, but a hundred boats is not that many. I, I voted for a hundred. Um, I just think with that many guys coming in from the opens, you know, you're at, it's right around what, 13 or 15, something like that. 13. Um, to be down to like a 80 boat field with, um, you know, 13 new guys every year, I think, I think you're better off at a hundred just to, I mean, you're going to get to a point where you're going to, you know, people finishing outside of the top 50 are going to be on the chopping block and points. And that's really, I mean, it's not a good year, but it's not, you know, it's not like you're 90 something getting cut. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I'd like yeah. to see the hunter boat field stay. That's a, I mean, even at hunter boats, it's pretty rare that on the lakes we go to, I pull up somewhere and can't fish where I want to fish. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not like 200 boats. That That's definitely right. out of control, yeah. but yeah. hundreds in a field, every place we go is really big. Um, and I'd like to, you know, just for, if you're going to take that many guys in from the opens, I think you need to stay at a hundred. I, I understand like what they're trying to do, trying to get more exposure for the anglers going to a smaller field. But, yeah. Um, I, I think a hundred's plenty. There's definitely room for everybody there. And, um, I think you still need to bring in that many guys from the opens, give people something to fish for there. Cause there was talk that about too, you know, maybe only a couple guys from each division getting in. And I don't think that's right. Um, right. So I, I'd like to see that many people keep coming in every year, but I think we need to stay at a hundred in order to do that. Cause you get down to 80 and then, you know, you got almost 15 guys coming in. You, after, you know, after every two years, mm -hmm. 30 of them guys are going to be first year or second year guys. And then, I mean, you, you could, you could disappear really quick. I mean, if I started with, you know, if there was only 80 boats when I started, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Tough to requalify. Yeah. Too. And I can tell you yeah. that the, the rule of business, and this is true on every business I've ever started, is, you know, you need five years to sort of get going. You know what I mean? So Three, I, agree, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some guys kill it right away their first year, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys you've seen that have been kind of mediocre their first couple of years and then uh no offense caleb but you're one of them too you no know you didn't you didn't have a great first couple of years but the last couple two three years i can you know every year you're getting better and better and better appreciate I that mean, homie you know you're you're going to be shooting it out for an aoi in the next couple two three years no doubt about it it like, sucks it sucks you, you can see the progression happening you know what <laughs> yes. i mean like, i get what you're saying man i appreciate that yeah yeah. yeah, stick with bass. All right, this is a good question for all three of you guys right now. Who is, I'm going to start with Lee, go to Caleb, then we'll end with Seth. Who is the guy to look out for next year on the mm. Bass Elites? A new guy that you had on tour with you this year that is the guy to look out for. Lee, start with you. Uh, rookies this year? Yep. Was Brian new a rookie this year? He was. Yep. He's yeah. not a rookie, but he's a rookie for Bass this year. I mean, that's that's the easy pick. He's good. <laughs> he's pretty freaking good. Yeah. He's talented. That's that's too easy. So yeah. I'll take that as the first. All right, Brian first New, pick. Brian New, Caleb. You can't say Brian New. Give us somebody else. <laughs> I'm gonna go Guy Justin looking. Hamner. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. Like the dude's really, 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 really good. Fishy, yeah. really fishy dude. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to him. We've hung out with him. Yeah. Really fishy guy. Like him a lot. I could see that one. Seth, give us a pick. Who to look out for next year? Um, 
I, I love my boy Maddie, but I'm gonna say KJ Queen. He had a Ooh. really, really strong year. Super young kid. I think he's only 23, 24. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. Seen him doing stupid stuff that a rookie would do, but um, you know, he's he's definitely he can put gas got the ability to fish. Yeah, yeah, like stupid <laughs> stuff like that. I think he starts. You know, he does this for a few years. It's like the stuff that this was Matt's strong. rookie year. Yeah, I didn't think about yeah. that too. Matt's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean yeah. Matt doesn't no, even Matt, count Matt. almost. It's weird. Yeah. See, he's that good. Yeah, I mean, Matt's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even really count. Yeah, he's almost like a non-rookie rookie. Dude, Matt's yeah. legit. Yeah. And like yeah. Seth kind of said, he's yeah. more than you think. Oh yeah. He's smart as yeah. shit and he's good. Yeah. But at, talk at about, everything. Talk about KJ for a little while. I gotta tell that story for a minute because I think it's a good one. That's the kid with the van, right? Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? But we, uh, he's got a white he, van. A, a white oh, yeah. working he's got the molester van. van. A white panel Astro van. Panel. A white panel van? Work, like it might have a might be a twenty five hundred. Might be a diesel. I, no, I think it's straight from some school, like Sabine ISD. Straight wow. up. Wow. School day, bus. First three yeah. events, it wasn't even wrapped. And he was like, this white van. Who's that homeless <laughs> dude? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love this. No windows. No windows. Yeah, no windows. Pulling nitro, Mike. Oh, yeah. Bubble window. One bubble window. Straight up. We're at the Living scene. in the back of it. Going to blast off. Mercer's about like, dude. They're about to call numbers. The kid goes, "Oh shit!" Starts scrambling, jumps on line. Forgot to put gas in his boat from the night before. Got to run thirty miles one way. <gasps> nice. What? Literally, we're gone. He's going to the gas station. Oh, oh my god! And like, the dude's young, like right. So like, I, yeah. I, I feel like I've done dumb shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before. Oh yeah. <laughs> so at, later on that day. We have cameras in our boat because we both top 10 that event. He did. He had a good event there. And I'm down this one little bitty narrow chute ditch, and it's like two miles long, and I'm all the way at the end of it. And I'm fishing on 10, throwing a buzz bait, cruising a bunch of water, and this boat, he's like trying to come back there, but he don't want to run back there and mess me up, I could tell. But I could tell he's not trying to fish. And he's getting on his trolling motor, and he's like trying to troll to me because he sees me over there. I'm like, all right, this kid needs something. <laughs> Oil. <laughs> something. Bait. A, a wrench. We got bait. No, he needed a wrench. He busted a trolling motor probably. He's like, bro, do you have a wrench? I'm like, I do. I gave it to him. You had a wrench? Uh, yes, I have tools in my boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I gave him the wrench. I'm like, yo, dog. Chill out. <laughs> You're good. I know because I know he's already like spun out from oh, night yeah. getting gas. Well, yeah. you forgot the other part of it. He freaked out. He didn't have gas. Loaded his boat up, hauled ass to the gas station. We, he left his life jacket and yep. his kill switch in his boat. And those nitros have like you know a weird one. Like it's only for a nitro. Well, his life jacket and kill switch flew out on the way. Yeah. So he gets back, gets in his boat. <laughs> oh my god. Where's my life jacket? Scrambled. And he couldn't just get like a regular kill switch because he had that nitro one. Right. So he had to sit there and find bass had a nitro there for a test driver. somebody had a nitro and he Whoa. borrowed one <laughs> did, he, dude, did he wear like he the orange in? throwable life vest <laughs> he would have i don't he know i know i was boat eight or nine we were all, all three of us were in that top 10 actually yep. uh that's funny me seth and caleb and i was in like where's the guy that's supposed to be in front of me because drew cook was in front of me i was yelling at everybody i didn't know he'd <laughs> didn't oh, have took out. he, he took out he took out total <laughs> panic total yeah. panic right that was there. all in the same once day? he figures all that out yeah, aj's gonna be a dangerous dude yeah. Wow. I beat yeah. somebody that day with KJ. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> you had a bad day? Yeah, that's when I drove the Trinity and catch shit. <laughs> that's a pretty good boat run. It is long. To not catch shit. Yeah, me and Jake were all. Yeah. Yeah, no. All right. Another, oh. 
right, I'm going to corner you th guys on another, th another question for all three of you. Start with you again, Lee. Best new lore coming out this year that you saw at ICAST or that you helped design or that you know about? Best new lore coming. Oh, my gosh. I didn't go to ICAST. I was kissing small mouth. Best new lore. It could be something you're involved in, too. Something you're designing or something you're using. Mm. What did I see at ICAST? No, I'm not trying to do anything that's with me. Uh, skip. Go to Caleb. Real, I'm about to say, I was about to take it from you. Do real talk. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go to ICAST. I don't know. Dude, your little Ike's mini swim jig is a bad little dude. That's a bad dude. Bad dude. And Compact then the packed swim jig. With the, miss, with the missile base D chunk? Yeah. Like, I got to have a box of just them. It's pretty Straight awesome. Up. Straight up. There is definitely time and place Dude. when a compact swim jig is going to outperform a big one. I, I promise say, I'm not even going to say the place where, but I know we're going to end up going there, and I know where I'm going to catch them. There you go. There you go. Seth, best new bait, new lure, something you've seen or have been using coming out in 2022? Yeah. Uh, I got a couple, and they're nothing crazy. They're not, like, way outside of the box or anything, but, like, yeah. straight-up fish catchers. Uh, one's that DT8. Yeah. That, that will be a player. That's yeah. a good plug. And then uh, – z-man's got a new chatterbait a big bladed chatterbait yeah tell me about coming that. out that yeah it's just it's just a big oversized blade on it just a ton of vibration but you know you get in them situations where you get a you know a bunch of rain the night before or something and stuff gets real muddy or i think i think it's gonna shine in like chocolate milk yeah off color water Look hard to get a bite yeah um just That's crazy vibration yeah right yeah yeah yep. been, i think it's his yeah, yeah, he helped design it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it'll be a dirty water killer for sure. Have you fished that one yet, Seth? A little bit. Not not I haven't got it where I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got it real late. I mean yeah. we were up north, like ain't, ain't no place for that up there. But yeah. Um like I could see it like what happened to us at Pickwick this year, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. where we got the big rain and the water came up. I could see like Some I could see it shining in, you know, situations like that when you get that curveball and Everything you've been fishing just gets blown out, but you can't. I mean, it's not like they're going to swim 100 miles, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that one I like. That one I saw at ICAST, and I was like, ooh. A little mini max could be yeah. good, too. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit smaller one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I could say that being good for, you know, spotted bass, smallmouth stuff. Yeah, finesse. A little more finessey. A little more finessey. Uh, Riz, but any, my, hold, hold yeah, on. yeah. What do you got, Brian? Oh, yeah, Lee. Something? Oh, no, not, could, not really. Lee. It doesn't even have to be a lure. No, no, to say there's a, we weren't at iCatch number six since there's new glide bait coming out. Oh, okay. That's the right size. Yeah. And the deal. That's, that's a two that's, joint. That's, yeah, just yeah. it's kind of like an S waiver. Yeah. A little bit bigger, yeah. which is what I wanted from the yeah. two hundred S yeah. waiver. Yeah. The the two hundred S waiver is a little bit small. It's kind of that same uh, profile and size. I think that's going to be a deal. But I saw some. Uh, Saw some baits in the bottom of uh, Brian's garage in the in the mud and stuff. Mm. What was that little gill? It's yeah. something you've been that was the gilly. That was gilly. That looked legit too. Oh yeah, you know? like straight gilly up. will be a good one. Is that new? On that one. Yeah, when that's they're on new? that. Yeah, that, when they're on the bluegill bite, that's gonna be that a one, big that one best yeah. in show. Yeah, yeah, did win best yeah. show. Like of all bait, didn't it? It's the first overall. It's I like that. That's gonna be a good bed fishing bait. Yeah, yeah, it's the first lure that's ever won overall best. First soft lure. First soft lure. Interesting. It is the first. Their uh, actual other lures have won, but they're hard baits. Oh, uh, like the tarantula or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> squirrel, baby bird, dog. baby squirrel bird. was legit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Stingray. Chipmunk. Stingray. Dragonfly. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Murder yeah. hornet. All that. Murder stingray. Yeah. A uh, Riz. <laughs> what else we got for Seth before we let him go? C give us some good I, ones. I got a question for you, Ike. Oh shit! 
Oh, here, yeah. it hey, oh, here it comes! Here it comes! Take it up! We already know. <laughs> okay. All right. We we fished the we fished the James Open, James River Open. Had a good derby. We yeah. went to Oneida and here killed it, it. Yeah. So I mean, we got one open left. Yes. Sitting in a pretty good spot. Are are we going to the St. Lawrence? Yes. Okay. Yes. If uh, we have a good tournament at the St. Lawrence, and we qualify for the Elite Series, huh? Hmm. Will we see a Mike Iaconelli comeback? Now, remember, you're on Ike Live. You can't lie. I can't lie. Can't you're lie. right. We tell the truth here. You're right. I'll, I'll answer both of your questions, Seth, and I will answer them truthfully. First one is absolutely gone to Thousand Islands. Absolutely gone to Thousand Islands. And I was telling these guys earlier, winning that points title, it doesn't hold a candle to what you did this year at AOY in the elites, but all the years I've fished Opens, I've never been able to win the points title in the open. So I would love to try that. You know, it would be, it would be a goal to, to try to win that. So I, so that's number one. I want to want to do that. Um, and then the second part, you know, I, I think uh, I think a lot of it has to do with where life will take me in the next two or three months. But I can tell you this, and I'm this is Ike Live, so I've got to be truthful. Got to be truthful. And I'll look right at the camera when I'm saying it, so I'm being truthful Here to everybody go. looking at it. And you're talking the to the AOI right now. I'm talking to AOI. I have to be truthful as well. That's right. If I do come back to tour-level tournament fishing in 2022, it will be back at the Bass Elites. So I can tell you that for a fact. If oh, I yeah. come back to full-level tour fishing, it will be back at the Elites. Yes. And That's I want to do it. That's badass, too, like having a legend exemption and just being like, eh, I'm just going to go qualify well, that's anyways. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Seth, because that's that's the other that, part That's badass. Yeah, like, that's the other part to it. Now, like, I, I didn't get in on some old BS. Like, yeah, and I don't, I don't, my way back I don't take anything away from those guys that are, I'm with that are doing that. it yes. that way. Like, Brandon and Gerald got back that way. Some of the uh, uh, legends that are there fishing with you guys right now may get back in that way. Right. I don't take anything away <laughs> yep. from those guys getting back in that way at all. But it does mean something more to me to say that I, I, I came up and did right. it again. Qualified. I, I qualified again after a semi-retirement. So, you know, I, I'd be proud of it even if I didn't accept the invitation, you know. So it, it, does, it does mean a lot. I, I can tell you again, and being honest, um, I, I think both circuits are great. I like MLF. I like what they're doing. But for me, bass is home. You know, it's where I built my career. That's good to hear. And I would, I would, I would, if I came back to tour level fishing, I'd come back to Bass. So, great question, Seth. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. so one year off is a semi-retirement? Uh, you can't even call it that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's like you put the power poles down. Yeah. <laughs> it legit doesn't even last Mike, the whole cast. Yeah, how many things did you do in that? Mike is like a semi-retired. I imagine Mike like a fighter. Like, he's going to retire like seven times yeah. before he's actually oh, yeah. <laughs> going to retirement. Oh, coming back. Yeah. I just come back. Everybody yeah. loses their mind. Yeah. Well, back. you retire. You try other things. No too. doubt. I'm with yeah, you on I'm, that. I'm, try, I'm fiddling in other arenas. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm doing the kayak. If I could win a kayak tournament, I might become a professional kayak tournament. Never know. Doubt. But I can't win a damn kayak tournament to save my life. What's going on here? It's because the boat doesn't go eight. I suck. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Imagine paddling. Yeah. Yeah. The kayak money won't keep Becky yeah. and Gucci, bro. No, but you know they're. they're <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true too. But this is real talk for all three of you guys, dude. And I want you guys to talk about this because we got young anglers watching that are aspiring pros. 
Dude, the life of a pro angler is amazing. It's a great thing. It's a childhood dream, it right? Is, it's got so many good things. But it's also a tough life, too, right? It is tough. Dude, I've, been, let, I've been gone start, for a month. Start with you, Lee. I yeah. want you to talk about the reality of tournament fishing. I'm going to go to all three of you guys. Yeah, There's I, tough parts to it. It's tough. I've been gone for a month exactly almost. I think I left the day before. 30 my, days. I've been gone the day before my birthday, so it'll be a month tomorrow. Yep. And uh, I got a fiance at home, Taryn. I love you, miss you. Yep. I'm about to get married in a month, in, yep. a, in a few days. And yep. uh, a stepdaughter, Brooklyn, love you too. And, and, a, and a dog. And uh, it's a long time gone, you know. And I, I didn't have to be gone the last two days, but I got a lot of sponsor work done. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I had to secure for, for the next year. You yeah. know, you, those, those things aren't just there in ink, you know. You yeah. have to have relationships with these sponsorships. Yeah. To keep them rolling, you know, yeah. and, and that's one of the deals. I stayed up there and made sure some of that stuff was secure and, and learned a lot, too. You know, you're always practicing. Everybody yeah. knows that. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot of time on the water, yeah. you know. I, yeah. time, uh, time away from home Yeah, is a big thing. Travel's a big thing. We're professional truck drivers on professional that side. Professional truck drivers. Yeah. Give me another negative of the sport, Caleb. I don't, I don't want to harp on the negatives, but it's no. not easy. Dude, it's hard work. Dude, like like Seth was talking about, dude, in the, in the beginning, dude, just fishing for checks and the unknown paydays. Dude, right. I worked for 12 years in the office straight out of high school. I knew when I was getting paid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in this deal, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, like Lee's talking about with their relationships with the people that you meet and sponsorships, keeping those relationships up to be able to get that guaranteed money to where you can pay your bills and fish freely. Right. That's the next level of the game. Yeah. You know, dude. Uh, just that that's the tough part and being away from home too. That's, 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 that's a big one too, but the unknowns, unknowns, unknown guaranteed payday, payday. That, that, that unguaranteed payday, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. that's a big one. Yeah. And Seth, you've done this for a long time. You, you, you made this year look glamorous because you succeeded every time you fished, but you've had tough years too. It's a hard sport, isn't it? It is. Dude. Oh yeah. 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 Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, for me at the moment, the hardest part is I got two little girls being away from yeah. them. Yeah. But that's definitely the hardest part now, especially my three year old. She like tells me she doesn't want me to leave. Yeah. You know, she's mad at me when I FaceTime her when I'm gone. She doesn't want to talk to me. I mean, the second I walk back in the door, she's they all jacked up and you yeah. know, loves me again. But yeah. that, it's, it's heartbreaking. But the thing I think most people need to know about is like the, the sponsor money, like um, you know, I thought just qualifying for the elites would get you a bunch of sponsor money and it doesn't like, yeah. you, know, you know, if you're coming into this and you don't have a, you know, millionaire dad or something like that, like a lot of us didn't have, um, like even qualifying for the elites is not that big a deal to the sponsors. Like you got to right. do something on the elite series, start getting your brand going, have, you know, yep. you don't necessarily have to win a tournament, but be in contention for one and get some airtime. Um, stuff like that before you can really start getting companies, you know, to pay your expenses versus, yeah. you know, when you started out, like I thought, Oh, I'm going to get paid like crazy. And that's just, that is not the truth. So yeah. if you, I mean, if you guys are trying to get into this, like, just know it's going to like, just qualifying for the elites doesn't get it done. That's it right. takes, yeah. you know, it takes some success on the elite series before you start getting some decent money coming yeah. in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot of, a lot of hard work for sure. Riz, what do you got? I got one more uh, one more question on the IM for all three of the guys actually, and it's uh, it's from Scott uh, uh, Scott Rupp on Facebook, and he Rupp. wants to and he wants to know um, if you guys could pick 
one person on the Elite Series huh. to pick a team tournament with. Oh. To pick a team tournament with. Who is that going to be? We'll oh. start, with, start with you again, Lee. Okay. Can't pick Caleb. We'll just go ahead and do that. <laughs> That'd be too easy. You know? That'd be too no, easy. Like, it's guaranteed. It yeah, yeah, so I'll... Uh, Somebody has got to let you have the trolling motor at some point in the day. Right, I couldn't do that with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Soley. That's a good question. Uh, I'd I, probably roll with um, Big Frank, Frank Talley. Got oh, Frank Talley. Frank Talley. Frank Tank. Tank. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Can I jump in this too? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. You yeah, sure? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Rick Klun. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Rick Klun. Just because. Just because. Just because. Yes. Dude, who doesn't want to fish with Rick Klun? I'm with you on that. I mean, I want to – that's a goal. That's a life goal of mine is to share the boat with Rick Klund. That's Rick's, right. Rick's cool. Yeah. We yeah. had that conversation today. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Caleb? Dude, I got to go Matt Robinson. I'm going to steal your part. Oh! Seth! <laughs> I got you. Seth got stolen there. <laughs> I'm going to go with Matt. Yeah. He's Matty pretty Ice. good. He's pretty good. I like Matt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd i say, you know, maybe like a – like just to watch him fish, I'd like to fish with like a Hackney or a, or a, a Danny Brower. But mm -hmm. I've actually fished team tournaments, maybe just one with them. But me and Gussie fish really, really good together. Yeah. Um, if it'd be a smallmouth tournament, Gussie'd be my partner for sure. Yeah. Um, but we fish really good together. We're both easy going and don't get too high or too low. And don't yeah. we're not gonna fight over nothing. You know what I mean? Like. I could see me and Maddie getting in some fights. Like, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, he wants to go fish out in the middle of the lake, and I want to fish the bank, and yeah, we'd be arguing. Uh, There'd be a fight in our boat for sure. Then there would, uh, guys. Before we let Seth go, yes. there is one thing we have to do. We already did a toast, Brian. Uh, uh, dude, you're reading we my need mind. Another okay. one. We already did a toast, Seth, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I, I was just I, I was just text, texting you this. Yeah, yeah, we have to do another one. Absolutely. Seth, would you do a toast with us? I know you've yeah. probably got some tin cup hanging around there too. If you do, I got a, if you I have got a beer. Rolling. If you have a beer, I can't. I can't do any whiskey tonight. I'm, and, yeah. Okay. Any any more whiskey? Give us Still a second here. It. We're gonna pour a little tin cup uh, for you. I guess I could do that line there or what? That's perfect. I want to hear I about the bottle way, lemonade. Way too much of that last Seth. night. Yo, Seth. Yeah. Talk to us about like that. Like an Arnie Palmer with whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half, uh, three parts, one part lemonade, one part iced tea, one part uh, mm -hmm. tin cup whiskey. Oh, I like we're, that we're, one. We had a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of those last night, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I had that I need a day off the whiskey. Yeah. That sounds like a, it's a good, sounds like a good, like, summertime. Yeah. yeah. Beverage, nice too. Little, good beach Nice little treat. Yeah. I like that. All right, you guys Great. pour it up. I, I, I encourage us to drink that okay. in the future. Seth, this is to you, to uh, a, amazing season. It was so fun to watch you. Uh, congratulations and wish you a lot of success in the future. To you, Seth. Congrats. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks, boys. That was good. That was good. Call Pete. I'm going to move the time back in the morning. <laughs> That's some dangerous. Somebody call stuff. Pete. It's dangerous, yeah. Somebody call Pete Glusick. We're moving the start time back to noon. 1 p.m. Yeah, tell Pete I'm going to be back 3. 1 p.m. Uh, Seth, can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Thanks for carving out Thanks some for time me. for us. Bro, listen, season's over. Enjoy it. Have a good time. Spend some time with your family. Congratulations, man. Awesome yeah. year. 
Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. We'll see you next year, Ike. Yeah. <laughs> first, first derby of per the year. I'll see you there. Seth's right. predicting the future here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Like see we'll see you. That's awesome. Later, man. There you have it, everybody. Seth Viter. Wow, what a year. You guys got to watch it. You guys both had great years on your own. But was 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 that that was pretty special what it happened? Was. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything that stood out about what he was doing that you were like, Yeah. Wow, I I need yeah. to what stood out to you? Stay close to the ramp every event. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. It seemed yeah, like it, it in a lot of them, right? Simplify. Yeah. Simplify. In natural Seth Fighter specs, dude. Like, right. I mean, dude, I mean, it wasn't every event, right? Yeah. But the grinder events, when we brought 600 bass to the ramp. Yeah. Why not fish for them again? Right. I mean, that's kind of like, seemed like, that wasn't his main deal, yeah. but like he had stuff to tie into yeah. that to fish for... Seth's good. Yeah. Seth's really good, he's dude. Good. He's good. Stays, he's good. Stays in his own lane and catches them. Every yeah. Day. He, does, yep. he six, does what he does. Six, six yeah. does what he yeah, does. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yep. uh, Dudley had an AOY year on FLW that reminded me a lot of Seth's year, where he fished around the ramp. He, wacky that, rig. Wacky rig and shaky <laughs> head yep. for him that year. Yep. Like, he dumbed everything down. And dominated over at FLW for a year, and it reminded me of that kind of win, uh, which, which was also. I'm happy for Seth. Heck like yeah, I said, man. I've, I've yeah. I, and I didn't, I didn't want to bring this up while he was on, but like I remember his like rookie year, where guys were already like starting to like write him off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's like the worst fucking thing. You know, where yeah. guys are like writing dudes off their first year. How fucking horrible is yeah, that? That's pretty <coughs> bad. You know, and like, oh, why is you know why is the company sponsoring him and he ain't going anywhere? And I'm like. Talking yeah. about like this is a guy that qualified through the opens. He's he's working right. his way right. up. Why would you? You know what I mean? So Turns out some guys you might not want that to get back to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he developed. Yeah, yeah. So he it's, it's it's yeah. it's nice. It's a yeah. good story. There's, there's a learning curve. He yeah. developed. Yeah. Who? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I meant to ask us when you guys were talking about, uh, you know, best new guys coming up. How did uh, Walters finish in his rookie year? Does anyone know? Blew it out the water. No, he was a rookie when I was a rookie. He did well. Yeah, but who won it? Drew Cook won. I got second. Patrick had to have gotten third. Yeah, I'm saying fourth. he did well. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. He, I thought you meant like one oh, rookie of the year. Patrick's, right. Patrick's legit. He's real deal. Uh, he's, he's legit. And he works hard. For life, yeah. Very no, he works hard. No, he's yeah. good. He don't even count. Yeah. Patrick's yeah. legit. Yeah. Okay. So I got. The, I don't know if you knew this, but Rappala had a media event a few years ago and uh, down at Santee. And I got to stay at uh, Patrick's family has a camp there on mm -hmm. Santee. Oh, really? And then I got to stay at. Do uh, they all wear the little shorts? This real short shorts? No, yeah, that's I think only so. Patrick. Oh, it's only Patrick. No, 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 it's, no, the, no, whole it's the whole family. Don't I think it's the whole family. It's the whole yeah. family. Yeah, everybody. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. They sure. all come down to the boat ramp at, at the dock. There's a picnic table. But there. they're not Everybody's tucked in like Patrick. No, they are tucked in shirts. All of them. Yeah. A lot of them are over there, except Carl. No, the whole family. Yeah, the yeah. whole family's got the shirts. I got this little thing in. where I point out Patrick. <laughs> Don't do that, Carl. Like, Come on, do you, you not see what I see right now? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, the thing I was going to say. You not see what I saw last night? <laughs> <laughs> when, I met, when I met Patrick, me and him and his dad got in a big knock. Oh, yeah, tell dragon. that story. No, I ain't going to tell that story. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> say what? Me and Patrick had a good introduction. Open. Yeah, uh, Ross Barnett. Ross Barnett. Oh. Tiny little lake. And his dad. Oh. How wide was the area you were fishing? Not wide enough. Not wide, wide enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> step back. You yeah. told him to step back a little. No, nah, I told him to come to the ramp. Oh. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that way wow. showed up. Wow. That's how me and Patrick met each other. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's but pretty you good awesome. now? 
Oh yeah, Patrick, yeah. my boy, he's legit. Oh, he's one of the, legit. He's gonna be one of the best by the end of his career. For yeah, real. absolutely. I agree yeah. With that. He is a hard worker. He's a hard worker. And I was gonna say the thing I noticed about him is, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people in their life they got a lot of stuff going on. You know, so yep. you got this, that, this, that. Dude, he's very singularly focused on fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Like yep. if you want to be the best at something, just do that if you can. You yep. know, if you what can. works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my thing. He's a real deal. But he real deal. He nope. pretty much fishes and fishes. Yep. Fishes and fishes. Nope. <laughs> no extra pant material slowing him down. Right. <laughs> breaking, right. Breaking news from Anthony Geist. Patrick Walters just signed a Biffle short sponsorship. Whoa! After the recent Ike Live segment. Congrats, Patrick. <laughs> Good work. Biffle now has his own line of shorts. So. Wow. How about that? Huh. Biffle's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, let's take a break. Let's do that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to open an MTB. And then maybe we're, I think we should do, you want to talk to, yeah. Let's do some, we're going to bring some callers in or what we want to do. You want to talk to IM people? Yeah. We, do? we better talk about, about catching 43 pounds of top water. Oh. Huh? That's pretty good top. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I haven't passed that one up so far. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't get to the end of that. No. Yeah, so we got a lot to go. I know. We do have a lot to go. All right. Hang in there with us. We got a little more commercials coming for you. When we come back, more Ike Live. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama Bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Look at this stuff. That's one of the keys, this scent right here, right? It's, it's not liquid. It's almost, it's almost like a paste. And when you put that on that hard bait, this is on a Rapala X-Rap, it just sort of coats it. And I love it because it stays on there. You know, I've used scents in the past where you put that scent on, two or three casts later, it's, go it's gone. You don't have it on there. This lasts 20, 30, 40 casts. Dude, the thing I love about this stuff, watch. I want, I want you to watch this as Brian puts this on. Look at, the, look at the material, right? You've got, this is, we're using shad today, so it's got natural bits of shad in there. It's got enzymes, aminos. It's that sticky icky. It's that sticky, sticky. You know, if you know, you know. Yeah. Dude, no, no, no jig, nothing. Just liquid mayhem on a bare hook. <laughs> liquid mayhem. The bottle of liquid mayhem. You know? You take pride in your boat, so it deserves the best protection possible. Our durable woven fabric prevents ripping and provides UV protection. And our tape seams provide protection against the elements. The heavy-duty shock cord hem and strap and buckle system provide a tight and secure fit. Our top-of-the-line boat covers come with a ventilation system to keep your boat free from mold buildup. 
Empire Covers, protecting what you love. This is your tackle. Not that kind of tackle. You use it to catch this, or this, or this. You also use this, and that, and these. This, this is your environment. So is this. You love it, live for it, but it will turn this into that. This is the Flambeau Z-Rust Max Tuftainer Series. These are fully infused with exclusive Z-Rust VCI anti-corrosion technology. This is a U.S. Naval battleship. The same Z-Rust technology used here has been used on those to protect advanced weapon systems from corrosion in conditions like these. For the fish, it's invisible, odorless, tasteless. And for you, it's FDA-safe anti-rust protection for a minimum of five years. This is the next level of tackle management. Not that kind of management. This is the Flambeau legacy of tackle systems. What's your tackle worth? It's more than who you are. It's who you with. And it's more than what you do. It's where you do it. Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey.